hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. All right, Amy, here we are once again, ready to uh, receive and dish out some hope. Uh, I definitely look forward to it. Uh, I know last week we changed things up a little bit with our format, just slightly, and we started with our story of hope. Uh, and you know what? I kind of like that. I, I think that's a, that's a tradition that should keep on going. So let's lead with the hope <laughs> on a world of hopes. It sounds, it sounds right to me. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, we're just going to jump right in. Yeah, I like it. And I know this week you have a pretty incredible story for us. Uh, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. So this week, uh, the story I have is from the Good News Network. Andy Corbley is the author of this, this article. The title says, Woman About to be Evicted Was Saved by Her Neighbors Who Bought the home for her. Y'all, this story kind of blew my mind. <laughs> well, dude, right off the bat, just hearing that headline, like, yeah, my, my head exploded because, well, dude, what an amazing, amazing gesture. <laughs> That's just, yeah, it's incredible. Right? Like, what incredible neighbors must she have? So, basically, what it boiled down to is that uh, Linda Taylor she is a 70-year-old retiree, and she was uh, going to lose her home. She was threatened with eviction. You know, I, this, is, this is a story I know has happened to so many people where, you know, they're renting a home from, from someone, and, uh, and they decide... It's time to sell. They're going to put it on the market. Well, I am one of those someones because that happened to me. <laughs> there <laughs> it, you it go. definitely threw my world for a loop. That's for sure. Yeah. And so uh, Linda had rented um, this home for uh, two decades. Wow. That is a long time. Yeah. And she was now faced with eviction um, as they were going to sell the small house and the Powderhorn Park District of this little Minneapolis community in Minnesota, her incredible neighbors uh, raised a quarter of a million dollars on her behalf so that she could buy her home. <laughs> and what, so what cool. I love, yes, it's incredibly cool. Uh, but what I love is that, uh, you know, Linda, she moved to that area uh, about 19 years ago, as a volunteer to help the homeless and needy in her community. And so she definitely, as the article says, became a bright star of the neighborhood. So yeah, I just absolutely blown away. Um, the article goes on to talk about how, um, you know, they live in this tight little community and word got around really quick after she had uh, mentioned to one of her neighbors so they all rallied around her, ended up striking a deal with the landlord that if he would give Miss Linda until the end of June. So this was this was in January. Originally, she was given um, the end of January 
um, before she had to leave. And um, so her neighbors on her behalf made an arrangement with the landlord to give Miss Linda until the end of June um, and that they would raise the money to buy the house from him. Six months, by the way, that's that's yeah. no small feat right there. Right, <laughs> that's, to that's raise that much money. money. Raise, and, yeah. and during a time where, you know, inflation is at an insane high right now. You know, gas prices are crazy. Everything is crazy expensive, but people had such open hearts and open minds and apparently open wallets to uh, get this funded. Um, They did everything from art shows to bake shows to pro bono work donated by a real estate agent, um, all kinds of different small donations, other community fund drives to come up with the money. Actually, they came up with it a full month before the June 30th deadline. That's amazing. And uh, five just months, blows five my mind. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love what Linda says at the end of this article. She says, yesterday I went and did the closing for the house. It makes me feel so good. Everything that I have given, it's coming back to me, and I want to continue to give. I love this neighborhood. And that just, ugh, I love that she she felt the love uh, from her community and that that just makes her want to keep on, <laughs> keep on giving. Keep and, on paying it forward, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just what an incredible and inspiring story of what true community is i just absolutely loved um loved linda's story and 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 excited and cheering for her and her awesome community and for all that's to come to them so yeah no i dude honestly there there's so many amazing parts to this story like i love how the community came together and like you highlighted you know during a time right now where you know money is tight for a lot of folks i mean it's very expensive just to go to the grocery store these days you know with right. inflation with gas everything uh so to still like just put that aside and hey we're going to help this amazing neighbor stay in her house that she's been living in for 20 years i mean that's such a long time and clearly she's become such an ingrained part of this community and you know i I just love how they came together Uh, i also love you know the landlord it it was cool of them to allow this to happen you know they could have very easily said uh, no (laughs) right no january is the end like i got to get out of this because we we don't know what their financial situation was either Mm -hmm. they they could have been selling because they needed the money you know who who knows but a lot of cool things came together to make this story. And yeah, it just the capper for me is Linda's reaction, like how she's very thankful. But what does it do? It makes her want to continue to give to others, you know, and, and that uh, it's just such beautiful words there. And uh, it just highlights the importance of when you give without expectation to receive, like amazing things can happen to you and to the people around you. It's like that that ripple effect, you know, you throw the tiny stone into the pond and the ripples just keep growing and getting bigger and bigger and going farther and farther. And yeah, that's, let's, let's hope that uh, there's a lot more goodness to come from, from this sweet little neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine there will be, especially with Linda there. 
And, you know, this is clearly a neighborhood where, uh, yeah, people have a giving heart. And, and that's great to see. I do love, too, by the way, that to raise the money, it just wasn't like this giant bake sale or whatever. Like everybody kind of pitched in to the things that they were good at or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they were into. You had like real estate agents like working for free and like giving away things and, you know, just all these donations. And it's just really cool, like how they all came together and realized like their special talents and what they could do to contribute and help Linda stay in her home. Uh, so that that was really fun to see too. That's it's really cool. Yep, it's uh, where where there's a will, there's a way. You know, very true. Use your gifts, and and um, you never know what will come of it. So, such a great story of hope. Yeah, and I think ultimately for me, it just goes to show that even during trying times, you know, people uh, people still want to help. And that's, there's no better hope (laughs) than that, you know? All right. So before we get out of here, though, I thought it'd be fun, you know, since we just spent some time talking about probably like the ultimate gift uh, that Linda was able to receive in this house. I mean, it's pretty, that's pretty amazing (laughs) thing. But uh, for, for the both of us, I thought it'd be fun if we briefly talked about maybe a couple gifts that we've received in our lifetime that uh, have been special for us. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming neither of us were gifted a house, so probably not on that <laughs> level, but uh, just just something that, uh, you know, has some meaning to you that, that was a cool thing to receive. So uh, what do you have? Well, the first uh, gifts that come to mind uh, are actually gifts from my grandmothers, one being uh, my my very first car. Was actually oh, okay. gifted to me <laughs> by my grandma. She, I think she, she hardly had any miles on that car. But uh, when she was no longer able to drive safely, she had everyone else drive her, which was great. Her car just sat in the driveway. Um, and when I got my license and was able to drive, she gifted me her car. It's a great gift. Yeah, she gifted me my first car, and um, and it was a fun little car. I have <laughs> I have really fun memories with that car. <laughs> nice. And then she also had left some money um, that went towards helping me get my second car. Oh, hey! Which yeah, so. Thank you, Grandma. Dude, Grandma was all um, about those cars. <laughs> and then my other grandma, a um, little bit more of a somber note, but she gifted me her Hawaiian heirloom jewelry. It's a, a traditional gold jewelry in Hawaiian that uh, the Hawaiian community often would have etched with um, your Hawaiian name on okay. it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, my grandmother had uh, a pendant necklace um, with her name. I'm, I am her. I got her name. Her Hawaiian name is my my Hawaiian name. Okay. And um, yeah, so as her namesake, um, she gifted me her set of jewelry. So it was the pendant, um, a, uh, a bracelet, and a barrel bracelet, and also a ring. Um, so it was the, the whole set um, all with my our Hawaiian name on it. I remember being younger and her having me try try it on all the time. <laughs> and it I didn't understand why, 
but you know, I, I, I did get her, I was gifted her jewelry after she passed. So kind of a, a, a sad reason to get jewelry, but, um, it's very precious to me for that reason. Oh, I can it imagine. Was hers. Yeah. yeah so, um, so yeah, those, those are the two first, uh, bigger gifts that kind of came to mind that are, that are special to me, uh, special memories. Um, so yeah, those grandmas, grandmas took, took care of me. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, so, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? Well, you know, much like you, uh, my, my, my gift does involve a car. After I got my license, which I was just a little, little past 16, uh, my grandpa actually gifted me uh, one of his cars. It was a van, actually. It was a 1969 Chevy Sport van. And, you know, this was a big deal because he, this was like his baby, you know. Mm. And what I loved uh, when I was younger, him and I like worked on it. Like we put new carpet in together. We painted it. You know, he was just so proud of this van. And when he gifted it to me, uh, I just felt incredible. Not only is it something I know he loves, but also I have so many memories tied into it. Just him and I mm-hmm. like working on it together. And so I just loved driving that van around. And, you know, it's funny because my, my friends at school, it was green colored and my friends at school called it the mystery machine. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was just kind of like the nickname and it stuck. So we, we'd all drive around in the mystery machine and, uh, I have such fond memories of that that van. It, it was just so cool, and just having the ties to my grandfather, and I just felt like you you couldn't give me like any any kind of brand new car. No, no, no. It, it wouldn't have been nearly as cool to me as having this van. Uh, it was just such an appropriate, cool first car. Um, yeah, I, I just loved it, loved it so much. It's almost uh, like double the gift because, you know, it's the car plus you have all the memories. All the memories. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was it was so cool. So cool. Another gift that comes to mind. Uh, so when I was younger, uh, this was kind of back in the day. Uh, I don't know if you remember like the starter jackets and like with like the sports teams and how everybody mm-hmm. like you you weren't somebody if you didn't have like your team represented on in jacket form <laughs> starter. So <laughs> at Foot Locker, there was this Lakers like Letterman style starter jacket that I just loved and loved, loved. And uh, I think it was like, I don't know, it was up there in price. Like it was well over a hundred dollars. So naturally, you know, being an elementary school student, I couldn't afford that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I, I just like begged and pleaded, you know, and my mom like played it off so wonderfully every time, like just, oh, no, you know, can't, you know, I can't, I'm not going to spend that kind of money on a jacket, blah, 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 blah. Well, fast forward to Christmas that year, the very last present I opened from my parents was that Lakers starter jacket. And my God, you would have thought the way I screamed when I opened that, you would have thought like I had just opened a box with a million dollars in it or something. (laughs) I was so freaking thrilled to have that jacket. I just teared up 
I felt like I had been asking for it for like the better part of a year. Like I was just so like obsessed with this jacket to finally have it and to like be completely shocked and surprised because I, I really thought it was never going to happen. Like it just was, mm-hmm. you know, I was never going to be the cool guy in the Lakers jacket. I just wasn't. <laughs> so <laughs> to actually have it and to be surprised on top of that, because it's very hard, even as a kid, very hard to surprise me. I, I usually would always pick up on things, but this was one time that I was completely flabbergasted and just lost it. <laughs> like I, I was just so in love with this jacket, you know. And, and I don't know if you've seen that episode of I Love Lucy when Ricky gives her the fur coat and mm-hmm. she just like <laughs> wears it everywhere to bed. That was me with my Lakers yep. jacket, dude. Nice. I, <laughs> I wore that thing everywhere <laughs> for months. Like I, I loved it. I uh, couldn't get enough and, you know, uh, yeah, so that that was definitely a, a, a gift that topped things. It, it was a surprise and, uh, yeah, I, I looked pretty freaking stylish too, so, hey. <laughs> oh, nice. Good job, Mom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely good job, so. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And if you would like a little extra dose of hope to carry you in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at awohopes. You can share your own stories of hope and positivity with us there. We would love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to reach out. With that, don't forget to spread a little bit of hope in your corner of the world. Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll talk with you soon. (laughs) Bye. It picks up everything, so I just need to, like, try to not move. (laughs) Stay perfectly still. (laughs) I mean... I feel like it's going to fall forward. I probably should sit up more so that I'm not. It's probably less of a risk of you falling asleep, too. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounded like you, like, fell off or something. Oh man. Baby's falling down and she's currently <laughs> trying to get back up. She's falling down and she can't get up. <laughs> uh, is there some hope in the house, please? Some hope. Amy could use some hope right now. <laughs> she's falling and she can't get up. <laughs> she's definitely fallen and cannot get up all right well i'll let you compose yourself and then we'll, we'll get started